Hello and welcome to the latest exciting installment of RDC. It's a new year, it's a new podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Chris. Hello. And Chris, we got some sad news for our listeners. Yes. Yes. Sam has decided to step down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to do a funny stuff about zoos and penguins and stuff but i don't think this is a, a joking matter no that was a bit of a dickish message to say i'm out guys but yeah uh, i can't get him to to return the phone calls either this yeah it's funny actually the moment you said um i'm nervous disrespect to you guys i, I just uh need to focus on my family <laughs> um he hasn't half ghosted us since, hasn't he? <laughs> he's unfollowed us on all social media. What he's done, yeah. listeners, is he's looked around. <laughs> he's done a Robbie Williams in the 90s. He's looked around. He's thought, I want to dance around in tiger pants, and these guys are holding me back. And, yeah, no, seriously, he runs a comedy club and stuff, and that's really starting to take off, and he's just had to step step down. Yeah. Like we said to him in the text chat, that there's always a seat at the table here for him. Yeah. Look, this podcast is probably going to go on another year's break when I have my next hip replaced. So maybe by then he'll be back. But sitting in Sam's chair this week, we have our good friend, Abby Louise. Abby, hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. Excited for this. So before we get into it, why don't we tell the listeners a little bit about you? If we must. <laughs> so who are you and why? 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 So um, I'm Abby Louise. I run TT Productions 23, which is a Doctor Who audio channel. I'm a single mum and I like Doctor Who, which is why I'm here. Hello. And we thought we'd invite the one listener onto the show. Yep. Well, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's six. There's six. Yeah, there's six. <laughs> Two of them are my mum, and she just sends critiques. <laughs> Actually, my dad listens to my other podcast, my much more successful podcast. And he, when he was visiting recently, he said to me, do you script those? And I said, no. And he went, oh, thank God, I thought you were a bad writer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining comments like... You know, it's, when you talk about this one, you're just, uh, yeah. well, I wish it was you did it better like you did your other one. <laughs> you should script that one too. Script them both. <laughs> oh, sorry, I've gone off script already. Crap. Sorry, guys. Um, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> Read the business, say Sam. <laughs> yeah. All right. Where's Yep, Yep, Sam? Yep. It was better when Sam was on it. That's why I'm getting confused because my script says Sam. <laughs> yeah, we just scribbled it out. <laughs> so here's a new segment that I call There's a Draw, and if you look in it, maybe there's some tap. Okay, so the mirror is reporting that the smugglers and the underwater menace are to be animated. Did you yes. guys hear about this? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you told me. Yes. Um... I saw it on the Twitterverse. So well, what do you make of this? Well, I always joked that the smugglers being made is a, is hilarious because it probably might be better than we probably imagine it to be. True. But, uh, out of all the choices. But then again, it's always been the joke because before, this is going back before they did Evil of the Daleks and all these other different ones. And we were like, we all want this one. We all wanted these big ones to be done. Now that they have, they might as well just do smugglers. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of running out. <laughs> like, mm. I say Underwater Menace, though. That's... Like one That's of just my... one episode. Uh, no, uh, two episodes, isn't it? It's yeah. Just two episodes, eight. I enjoy that. I enjoy that, weirdly, though. I, I feel like it works. Smugglers is just telly snaps, so everybody's just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really struggle with the telly snaps. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't for a while. I enjoyed them for a bit and sort of could... Uh, when I was a kid... Uh, I used to send off the VHS tapes to Loose Cannon and one of 30 on a list of people would send it back with like they they just essentially just record the put the, the the video onto the cassette and then send it back to you um really weird arrangement but I, I I'm quite used to those reconstructions but the animations the animations are uh, I think are getting better and better I think I think it's a shame that they pulled the plug but do you reckon this is to do with the Disney deal? The Disney deal, then. A hundred percent. BBC America pulling the funding was to do with the Disney deal. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because you know, if they're not going to have the rights to stream the modern era, why would they put funded into this thing? Very true. true. Yeah, 
Um, I don't know whether Classic is going to end up on Disney Plus or not. I would say it's probably likely. There's also talks of some Hartnell being colorized, and that's kind of polarized the Twitterverse. That seems strange to do. I I do understand the logic of doing it. I personally don't see the need for it, but I do get that some people struggle with the whole black and white stuff. Oh, yeah, people, well, some people were very much, oh, I can't watch that, it looks, it looks too old. Uh, like, um, this is why I think it's a benefit of these animations coming out, because I, I went to one, uh, well, I tried to get into one of the BFIs for it, um, but a lot of the people I noticed who went there were quite young, um, and some of them, I doubt, would have gone to watch it had it not been animated in colour. Oh, my kids won't do anything in black and white. Yeah, so, uh, and, and the, like, for example... Uh, Let's see. Um, just looking at the collection, the Mac with Terror, for example, works so well in its animated form. Um, and like, and uh, it just—I th- I think it. it when you watch the of... animation, though, mm-hmm. do you watch it in color or in black and white? I do color. Oh, see, I watch it in black and white. I. It depends. Uh, I, I suppose it's because I'm a heathen. Yeah. I think I, t- I tend to do the color in widescreen uh just because it's an option fair and i'm just intrigued to enjoy it in a different way because i'm used to the reconstructions of the black and white reconstructions with telesnaps and yeah, you know, the soundtrack and stuff i was just intrigued what does it look like here and uh the biggest gauge of interest in that is uh i get is cause i put it on and my son william is there and he really gets engrossed in it because it's all in colour and so on. I watched a few black and whites with him lately and he's not showing really much interest. I've come to the Uh, conclusion right now that my child is unlike others because his favourite doctor is two and he he quite happily sits down and watches black and white. So my child is one of few. Oh, that's very good. (laughs) Here Here we go. It was only a matter of time. Only a matter of of time, yes. Well... I don't see when the... you don't. This is what happens when you don't employ me. <laughs> when I'm not employed with certain voices, they just come out in random. I don't see the problem with colorizing them because you know we're not living in the 1960s anymore. People are connecting these to their 4K TVs, so you want it to look the best it can, mm. it can ever look. True, yeah. And if you own, if you've owned Doctor Who on VHS, DVD, or Blu-ray, you're already going against the ethos of the show because. TV in the 60s was made like a play. It went out and that was it. So if you if you own it on any sort of medium, you're already going against it. So you might as well watch the color version. That's true, yeah. It was always the next logical step mm. because they're running out of shit to sell us. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, have you heard? Um, they went um, on Twitter a couple of days ago. They'd, re- they'd put Hartnell's... I will come back script through like a filter thing. Oh, audio, um, the Adobe yeah. audio podcasting. Yeah. Oh my Christ. Have you heard it, Chris? I have, but not on decent speaker. Oh. Uh, so it's not made any difference to me. When it, um, <laughs> Martin shared it to me and uh, I was like, I have to take your word for it. <laughs> oh, I don't no. know what the difference is. Because I, I didn't have my laptop or the Mac on, so it was on my phone, and the speaker, well, I think one of the speakers is gone. So it, like, sounded very much, <laughs> sounded, so it sounded like no difference at all. Well, this thing is the technology gets better, they are going to resell us stuff. And the, once they've animated all the, ep- the missing episodes and they put on all the collection Blu-rays, they can then re-release those collection Blu-rays with the now-included animations they can then re-release those box sets with the colorized versions. And then when, they, when they've when they done all of that and we've brought the thing three, four, five times, they'll then move on to the Eccleston era upwards and repackage it to look like the classic era packaging that we're getting now. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. And then once all that's done, someone will figure out how to transfer it to 4K and the process will start again. Yeah, they could probably do that with this with some of them. Uh, uh, Spearhead from Space was the first to go to Blu-ray because it yeah. was all on film. That would be quite interesting to see a 4K version of. Someone will figure it out. Not definitely. But yeah. So shall we just tell people what we're doing here today? If you're a long-time listener to the old podcast that the three of us are on, 
me, Chris and Sam, then you will know that occasionally I challenged them to guess the episode of Doctor Who I was talking about based on the one-star fan review. Now, it's all modern era, 2005 onwards. It's just easier to find reviews for them. And with the classic era, sometimes it's, it's the whole story someone's reviewing. Sometimes it's one episode. So it's all just really confusing. So I just do modern era. Yeah, that'd be quite hard. So it's, oh, no, 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 it's not of the Daleks. It's actually the first part of the serial. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should try it one time, but I don't think it'd make an interesting audio because it'd no. just be four hours of us going, um... Uh, I'll be going, you know, Ice Warriors, episode one. No, episode two. No, episode three. No, episode four. No, episode five. Yay! Have you guys seen Romeo and Juliet? Yes. Yeah, there's a moment where Ozzy Osbourne's going, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, <laughs> when they're playing surrounds. It'd just be like that. 100%. I was on the other day, actually. I love it. This put it on. <laughs> oh, I've just seen this. All right, so when I copy and paste these, I don't actually think about the fact that I have to read these. Ah. All right, so I will clarify to people, these are not my opinions. These are not Chris's opinions. These are not Abby's opinions. Nope. These are from the people on the internet. The so one side of fandom. Yes. <laughs> All right. And it's a strong one. Oh, God. I'm a straight white man. I like beer and pussy. I will not apologize for that. So long, woke era, you were an interesting experiment. That's my old Tinder profile. How'd they get that? What's that? saying? What an amazing way to start. <laughs> you have to give your own sexual orientation. <laughs> well, I mean, I like sunsets and strolls and things. <laughs> the irony is, these are these are the type of people who uh, will criticise those who are gay or you know or, or the LGBT plus size for being very uh, open about it. And going, oh, you're going on about it, aren't you? Yeah, That's the first thing you've fucking said, you twat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into yoga, but I do like champagne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if it's a woke one, then it's definitely got to be a Jody. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say it's got to be a 13. Yeah. yeah because uh, not because before anyone picks up, yeah. because I'm saying it is woke, even though I do think they did try to aim for some high horse moments. That's not the reason. It's just, I think everyone agreed it wasn't. It was, even, I, think, I think collectively everyone agreed it was um, trying hard to do something, but at the same Shoe time. Horn. This, yeah. And pissed off a lot of pissed off just toss butts who uh, don't like equality. God, it could be any of them, really, couldn't it? Um, yeah, it could be any of them. Is it any from from a first season? Uh, it's not. Oh, the fact that you had to point out he's straight in it. What's the we one with the? Oh God, Abby Brain episode names. That's all right. No one knows the names of Jodie. No, no, they don't. The one there's a there's a there's a gay couple. It's not. Oh, Praxis, Praxis. Praxis. No, it's not that. I will say it's a more recent one. Oh, a more recent one with gay people. Either the Daleks, because has it actually got gay people, uh, gay characters? Perhaps, Chris. I mean, what what you've learned from these past few years of us doing this is that these people are mental. So there's no yeah. gay people in it. Well, the, yeah, there is a a gay character. A gay character. It's not either the Daleks, sorry, Abby. And all I was thinking was purely because it was like the whole like Dan mentioning "Have you told mm. her?" stuff, and I thought that might have been it. Oh, it's not the Sea Devil one, is it? It's not that one. Yeah, because that's when she confesses it. Yeah. Uh, and then the Doctor just comes back with some response. Sorry, I'm um, socially awkward. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, oh, blimey! Is it one of her last five then? Yes. Oh, blimey! It's not Eve. Is it the Flux? It's not Flux. <laughs> None of the Flux. The cop. It's the last. The last one. I'm pretty sure didn't. It? Power. Yeah. It was Power of the Daleks. But that was the best the one they did. That was, that was the best. That was the best. The Power of the, the Daleks. Only, that, was the only, that was the only good one they had. That was the only good one, to be fair. I loved it, yeah. But, I mean, this guy didn't. Wow. Imagine that. I mean, he's got through pretty far into the range before he come up with this conclusion. 
Oh, I guarantee he. Every episode, he was saying he's not watching the next one. Oh yeah, he's he's. he's you know, it's like that saying: when if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? Does a, does a Doctor Who fan not watch Doctor Who unless they tell you that they watched it? <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> the dictionary definition of the word actor is a person who acts in stage plays, motion pictures, television broadcasts, etc. However, after watching this, I am unable to identify any of the above qualities in the program. Oh, damn. <laughs> Just who is the target audience? It used to be something adults could watch with their children, but any parent making their child watch this shit should be reported to social services. On the plus side, we've only got a few more episodes of this woeful doctor. Oh, please don't tell us another Jody one. We, it's gotta, not. It's, I was going to say, otherwise we're, we're just finding we're, we're, we'll be uh, accused of gender. Yeah. Um, it's not a 12th doctor. No. Uh, so is it 11th then? It's not 11. That's really surprising. It's Blimey. not a 10. It's the 9th doctor. It's the 9th doctor. Well, for crying out loud, people. <laughs> <laughs> so an episode with no acting at all. I kind of feel... I like, really like the Night Doctor's era. Oh, me too. It's it's what got me into the yeah. show. I don't know how anyone would not like. I'm trying to think of a bad, a bad thing in a good bunch. Thank God we've got this woeful Doctor. Imagine at this point in their life, just looking, watching the Chris Eccleston one and going, "God, this is all bollocks, isn't it?" Oh, well, glad we're getting rid of him. So it's going to be towards the end of his era. I can't remember where this one broadcast. I should I should have looked that up. The thing you need to bear in mind, Abby, that these aren't necessarily bad episodes. No, I know, but I'm trying yeah. to see it from other people's POVs. Because I can see why some people dislike some things, but yeah. Uh, Boomtown? It's not Boomtown. Good, because that's got some good acting in it. Father's Day. <laughs> it's not Father's Day, no. <laughs> I was just thinking well, there's a lot of people in that, in that episode. <laughs> Find the one person. Who yeah, that like, one person. Uh, yeah. Doesn't like probably one of the best forty-five minutes of television. That one um, person not looking at that 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 um, tennis ball on that stick. Yeah. Quite right. Yeah. In that case, in, in that case, it must be long game. It's not. Oh, because that one was pretty bollocks. I swear uh, down, yeah. if it's empty child. It's no. not empty child. Oh, thank God. Do- <laughs> Doctor dances. No. Oh, thank God. At least I've got some taste. Yeah. We've uh, running out of episodes. We have, haven't we? It's, it's not the finale, is it? It's not. What episodes are left? <laughs> uh, Aliens of London, World War Three. No. How far along are we looking here? <laughs> All right. I will say this is a fan favourite. Dalek? What damn. Well done, Chris. I didn't, no, even, I didn't no. even shout the name in a sort of <laughs> triumphant way. It was more of a, are you fucking for real? Oh, my. No. These people. These people. <laughs> no acting involved. Jesus Christ. It's one of the, it's the best Dalek Chris story. Chris is amazing to that yeah. episode. Yeah. Even the Dalek's fucking incredible. That's true. Uh, <laughs> you know. For the first time in its act, in, uh, in any form of Dalek episodes or anything, there was the best performance there ever was. <laughs> All right, shall I do the next one? Yeah. Come on. All right, settle down because this is a lengthy one. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> King Ralph is universally considered one of the greatest comedies of all time. The pinnacle of the genre, if you will. What a strong start to this comic. <laughs> So it's absolutely heartbreaking to see another one of its stars debase themselves by starring in Doctor Who. John Goodman plays a down-on-his-luck performer that turns out he is distant family to the throne of England. The only problem is he's not refined. If one plus one equals two, then this combination equals a comedy classic that cannot be matched on any level. And that was a review left on a Doctor Who episode. That's got nothing to fucking do with Doctor Who. 
That's just basically saying he likes King Ralph, which is a really weird, <laughs> really, really fucking weird horse and high horse to sit on. <laughs> I mean, I like it, but I wouldn't say it's the pinnacle of the genre. Well, I've never... I've, yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. I, uh, imagine starting every review just going, do you know what? I prefer Citizen Kane, you know? <laughs> that's the sort of attitude. Just like, God, away. All right, I will say that someone from King Ralph is in a Doctor Who. Actually, two people are. That's IMDb, this son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> oh, no, that's cheating. That's cheating. I'll put that away. Put it away. Puts down Zephon. Um, so we'll tell you who is in King Ralph. Camille Kajuri's in it and John Hurt. Oh, yeah. So it's the day of the, day of the Doctor. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. But his review had nothing. I don't even know. <laughs> Literally, his review he was just like so. So hang on. So he didn't. Was he more annoyed that John Hurt went into Doctor Who? I think so. Yeah. This this classic comedy actor John Hurt from his. Oh, he's basically uh, saying he's better than Who. Then. We all know yeah. that John Hurt's best uh, best roles certainly aren't. <laughs> uh, you know, you have to be from King Ralph. <laughs> King Ralph or the Gruffalo. <laughs> If you went outside your house right now and just picked <laughs> 10 random people and said, what's your favourite John Hurt film? They would all say King Ralph. King Ralph, the Gruffalo. Uh, <laughs> no one who ever... No one <laughs> the guy from... The one of the most chilling performances in I, Claudius. <laughs> King Ralph. Vince Vendetta. Oh, no. What's, what's, the, what's the Quentin Crisp ones? Oh, the naked civil servant. That's, That's brilliant. It. Yeah. And then, <laughs> how dare he go from King Ralph to Doctor Who? How dare he? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That actually wasn't that lengthy. I thought it was longer than what it was. Um, <laughs> it still didn't get, it still didn't get the guy to like, the point, it really. No relevance to who. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I'm so unhappy that one of my favourite actors from my favourite niche comedy film Chris, do you remember that one <laughs> That one we had before? It was like, Brian, I can't make it or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. Absolutely abysmal. Everything in this episode just happens because the writer wrote it that way. Is that not how script works? <laughs> That's generally the, how the act of writing works. <laughs> The characters don't just, otherwise they just stand there. Yeah, that's what we do. You know, the they, stand there, they don't actually speak or anything. They just, they, they, uh, and then suddenly the narrator gets, types to something and goes, ah, oh, it comes true, it comes to life. Do it all with a look. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I will say this is a tenant. So absolute, so sorry, absolutely abysmal. The story just. Everything in this episode just happens because the writer wrote it that way. <laughs> I will defend that actually some writer, it depends on the writing. Obviously, we're, ta we're taking the bit there, but I, I used to have that criticism about Stephen Moffat, actually, um, that none of it made any logical sense. It was just a sequence of events that happened. I could agree with that. So it was sort of like this cool thing will happen, this cool thing will happen, and we'll just try and link them, and it just didn't, doesn't flow. So if that's the point he's going for, is it a Stephen Moffat story? No. Bollocks. <laughs> and goes that theory. Um, <laughs> oh, that's my squeaky chair, sorry. Really, I... Um, but that's the only one, that's the only type of writing, well, I still think that about his writing anyway, but um, there's not a Stephen Moffat one. I'm trying to think of what episodes are just a sequence of events that basically <laughs> start, middle and end, and it doesn't really... Yeah. I will say it's in series three. Oh, okay. And this one is very highly regarded. Highly regarded in series three. Yeah. We can roll out the retrospective of Gareth Roberts. Uh, <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> Although I do like that one, actually. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Um, highly regarded. Jesus. Is this human nature? It's not. I was about to say, because that is highly regarded, but yeah. I, I didn't want to name it, because I just thought... No, I felt bad. <laughs> it's a really good story. And it's not Stephen. Midnight. It's not Midnight. That's in Series 4. Oh, sorry, yeah, you're right. Blink? 
It's not blink. Gridlock. <laughs> it's not gridlock. I love that, 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 that highly regarded. Highly that regarded. <laughs> Russell Davis got stuck in traffic one day Ew. and spawned an episode. Macra. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be brilliant. I'm going to put in the macra. <laughs> Nobody would ever suspect that. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, is it a two parter? Highly regarded, so that's definitely not the Lazarus experience. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a two parter. So it's a three-parter. Yes. So, Utopia and all that. Uh, Utopia. I love this one. <laughs> I think it's it's the ending that makes it, to be honest. The last 20 minutes is probably the best. It is the highlight of it. Yeah, I love, I love Jack being back. I'm a big fan of the character Captain Jack, and I love just the energy he always brings back to Doctor Who when, he, when he's in it. Yeah. Um, sadly, we won't see him back for various reasons. <laughs> yes. Unless we talk about the energy and activity behind the scenes. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, let's digress. What this season of Who is doing for some bizarre reason is recreating the McCoy years, which I and many other fans had to live through in agonizing real <laughs> time. Wow. There's a fine line uh, between playfully macabre and silly, and unfortunately, this is just silly and rather tiresome. Graham is standing out as the main lead while Jodie garbles her way in the background. There's so many great, intelligent, well-written, professionally made sci-fi shows out there that are showing this version of Who Up. It's laughable rubbish. So we're back to everyone's favourite punching bag. Uh, <laughs> every every uh, yeah, it's a Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker back on the scene again. I feel sorry for her in a sense. I mean, her, 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 her stories. I don't think her performance was brilliant, but that's but that can be down to the writing. But I also think the they tried to go for Tenant, which didn't quite work. As soon as Big Finish get her, they'll fix her. Oh, yeah. she's the modern day Colin Baker. I mean, about to say, well, look what they've done the six. Yeah. Like, oh, I love six in audio. Just put oh, same. Uh, right. So, so, is it early era, Jodie? It is. If Graham's been all big mouthed. Yeah. It's the first two years. So, it's the first season. Yes. I didn't really think that was McCoy's sort of era. Yeah. I would have said it was too dull to be McCoy's. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember it. I don't even have the Blu-ray of it uh, or the DVD. I just couldn't. I just. I was sort of like, am I realistically going to crack it open? It's going to sit on the shelf in the cellophane. Yeah. So that's where collect. This is where collecting meets reality. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so is it pretty late in the season then? Judging by when you said season, um, I say he because it's definitely a vote. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um. I can't remember, but this is one from that series that people are like, yeah, that's more like it. Kablam? You're absolutely right. Uh, I like this one. I quite like Kablam, sorry. I thought it was quite good. Out of the bunch, I feel like that was one of the better episodes. Mm, Yeah. All right, now this one, I think this one would be pretty easy. Completely pointless episode. If you skip it, you won't miss anything at all. This BS, I have to travel back and kill Hitler, is one of the most stupid things people <laughs> say do in time travel fiction. The episode starts with this BS concept, and from the very start, we all know how the episode will end. Terrible plot, one of the top three worst episodes I've ever watched, and I've seen some clunkers. Let's kill Hitler. Yeah, that's kind of a guilty pleasure. I won't lie. That's one of the episodes I put on when I just, I just need like background noise. That's probably the best way to view it. I um, kind of like it. I went to the the premiere screener of this back in the day where the BBC invited me to such things. I I don't know. I think I was so hyped following the end of the previous episode. I was disappointed when I saw the new one. I get it. Uh, so I was like, oh, we've gone from. 
this to a daft comedy where they've thrown Hitler in a cupboard. <laughs> um, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it's all right. <laughs> all right, shall we move on? Yeah, go on. Okay. Matt Smith was annoying. CGI was laughably bad, and the slow-mo action and wonky editing made things borderline unwatchable. Writing was all over the place too, with some terrible dialogue. There's little to no fun, and it took itself way too seriously. Honestly, this made Terminator Genoshite <laughs> seem all right by comparison. Morbius. <laughs> how, how did you know that's a trick one I put in? <laughs> I was going to joke and say Morbius, but then, uh, and I still stuck with my joke. There we go. Morbius starring our Lord and Savior Gerard Leteau. <laughs> have you guys seen Morbius? Yes. I've seen bits of it. I thought it was all right. It was the, okay. The, yeah, the thing is, it, it's like a superhero movie from 20 years ago. Yeah, there is that. And that, that's the biggest problem. But Chris, you, you tapped into this. You've done enough of these, I think. I've, You're on the same wavelength. I've so. seen and hated a lot in my time. <laughs> no, <I'm, laughs> to think that, so sometimes I find to, th to think like a wanker, you have to act like one. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to put your mind in the, in the you know, you've got to put yourself in the head. It's, it's, it's like the actor's craft. You put, your head, you put yourself into the character of a someone definitely in their 40s to 50s at least who has nothing better to do than complain about things people like. And yeah. once you've nailed that, this game's a piece of piss, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. I'm sorry, but no. This is just the usual dross from Russell T. Davis. Don't get me wrong, he deserves our praise and love for bringing the show back. But he's an awful writer who doesn't understand sci-fi. I doubt he's ever tried to. This is Coronation Street in space. I can't wait for Stephen Moffat to take over. Oh, my must be near the God, end then, so. yeah. It is. When was Moffat announced? Was that? That wasn't that 2009 ish. So that would have been midway through the specials or before the special. I think, no, before it. Around, yeah. So it were, the episode must be around then. Yes. Journey's end by any chance. Yeah, it's not. Because the biggest thing I, I, I've, I like Russell T. Davis when he writes characters. I think he knows how to write a good character, he knows how to get an audience to connect with them. And the drama really comes from that one criticism i've always had of russell to davis is that he usually ends in what they call i think uh, they, they i can't say it properly but they sex machina yeah and that's it yeah where the ending is just a magic wand to wrap it up and it had all the dream yeah something something to that effect like uh it could all be wrapped up very quickly like in journey's end essentially same sort of thing it it leads to a point where they can't get out. They're, they're literally all, all fucked. And then suddenly, magic out of the blue, this happens. Magical Donna. Yeah. Magical Donna, which no one, yeah, just come out of the blue. You could argue it's clever. I think the whole, you know, I think the whole end of that season was quite clever. I thought it was legit. The whole season is genius. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. I, say, I thoroughly, despite that, I've, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I mean, like, I'm trying to think of an example, like, uh, I think Journey's End also sort of ended in a similar way. Uh, uh. It's, 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 it's a common trend among some of the stories. Yeah, I get you. Quick wrap it up, we're running out of paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, for, for, wrap it up, because uh, we've got to finish for Strictly. Oh, yeah. Strictly's on now. Hurry up. Yeah. So. Uh, Is it turn left? It's not. Because I was, yeah. Yeah, we'll say it's one of the specials. Oh, it's one of the specials? Yeah. Coronation Street. <laughs> John's like Coronation Street. Maybe... Oh, I don't know. It's not end of time, is it? No. Waltz of Mars. Yeah. That was... What? I would have thought that about Planet of the Dead or something. Yeah, yeah Wars of Mars is... I'm. It might be my favourite of the RTD era. Oh, it's a brilliant yeah, story. It is Absolutely good. brilliant. Yeah, it's just genius. You care about that crew immediately. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, brilliant. 
Brilliant story. And it ends in such a harrowing way as well. It's, <sighs> See, that's how you write a good ending, Russell. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought she should have shot the doctor and then shot go. herself. Imagine, imagine if that had been the end of Tennant. Well, I thought that the whole Time Lord Victorious thing was going to play into the end of time, and mm. it didn't. No. No. He just locked his TARDIS like a car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I locked it like a car. Lock See? a car. Yeah. Locked it like a car. Yeah. It's funny. Why do you even know what a fucking car is? <laughs> yeah. Beard's like, what? <laughs> All right. And oh, this is another one where I thought it's funny, copied and pasted it, and didn't think about having to read it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This episode was like getting the best blowjob of your life. But just before you come, they stop and you have to sneak off to the bathroom for a cheeky pedal and crank. That's how Stephen Moffat has made me feel. Uh, so this episode, I'm just, so, so translate it for me. Uh, so to Stephen Moffat. You're going to have to read it again. I've Let's be honest, the person that wrote this has never experienced one of these. <laughs> this episode was like getting the best blowjob of your life. But just before you come, they stop and you have to sneak off to the bathroom for a cheeky pedal and crank. That's how Stephen Moffat has made me feel. Right, so is it Amy and Eleven? It is Amy and Eleven. Oh, sorry, I had to get that repeat because I just... <laughs> <laughs> so it's Amy and Eleven, so that, that, that makes sense. Um, oh, what's the one with a kiss? Where she kisses him? Oh, it's not that one. Hate that one. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I didn't like. I didn't like that one. Well, I, I kind of get it. So I used to work at Blockbuster Video, and we got held up one night with. <laughs> I'm laughing now, but people with guns. And after the police had left and everything, me and my colleague that I was working with, we just kissed. And I, I kind of equate that what Stephen Moffat was going for there is that Amy's just been through the most harrowing experience of her life, that she just needs contact. Yeah. She, I, I think that's what he was going for, but I think it, it's kind of poorly done. I don't, th I didn't get that vibe at all. The only vibe I got Morning. was uh, if she's basically. <laughs> She she wanted to go to the bathroom for a cheeky cuddle. That's what it was. Doing crank. So Stephen Moffat was like, "Morning." <laughs> I thought it was just it was just that cheeky on Rory really that never really sat well with me. I do, I do think that Moffat sat down sometimes, and then he was like, and then Amy kisses me. I mean, I mean, I mean the doctor. Amy kisses the doctor, <laughs> and then Karen Gillan kisses me. I mean Matt. <laughs> I've said it before, but I really reckon he actually. Uh, you know, there are episodes he wrote with a full raging, uh, <laughs> full, a full rager going. Um, and just, uh, and that's where some of the ideas come from. Uh, there's just too much in there. When he write, you can tell when he's writing the River Song episodes that he's pretty much having to stop every few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and his wife asks, So, what are you doing in there again? Writing River Song. I'm working, honestly. <laughs> Yep, you heard it here, folks. That I'll be sued in the morning. But uh... <laughs> listen, he—he's not as young as he used to be, so he's not doing that as often as you think. No, no, can't get the same with you. Can't get the same with Stanley Tucci. Um, it's a season six, right? So it's got to be a decent episode that has a shite ending. Yeah. So maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Or a good ending, but not quite the way. I'm just trying to decipher the May, Maybe it's an episode that promised a lot, but then wasn't that great. Ah, all right. No. Still trying to work out how that compares to having a blowjob. Yes. <laughs> um, and then having to finish yourself off. Um, <laughs> what a metaphor to use. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've ever sat down and watched episode dog two and thought in any way... Fucking hell, I'm turned on. <laughs> yeah, God almighty. Oh. This is why we're creative. Ice Warriors. Ice yeah, there's, there's me watching the, the Peladon story. <laughs> me sitting awkwardly as I'm watching the Peladon stories. You know, just <laughs> crying out loud. Watch it. Well, if you watch the creature from the pit and he kisses the massive... Uh, oh, penis, no. Uh, Ex yeah. Explain to Alpha Centauri. That's true. <laughs> 
Oh dear. Is it the doctor's wife? It's not the doctor's wife, no. Let's think. Something that promises a lot then. Uh, Good Man Goes to War? It's not. River Song episodes. It's not a river song. Oh. It's not a river song story. Okay. God Complex. It's not that one. I actually really like that one. Mm. So it's a Moffat one, isn't it? Uh, so is it written by Moffat then? It is, yeah. Cool. Uh, ooh. Actually, sorry, this is season seven. Season seven. Sorry, I said season oh, seven. Oh, right. <laughs> down the wrong light. <laughs> <laughs> Name of the Doctor? It's not that one. Uh, Asylum of the Daleks. Yes. Mm, yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I imagine one. they would have seen the old e- evil, the Daleks, Dalek, and probably got themselves pretty, <laughs> pretty aroused. Ah, uh, so this is all because of Jenna, then. <laughs> oh, maybe. No, oh, no, I don't know. You got old. Cl- you got the special weapons Dalek in there. That oh, yeah, turned, yeah. That fair, that special weapons Dalek. That's got. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's always done it for me. Yeah. You've got yeah, that always. between that and Jenna Coleman, 100% special weapon Stark anytime. Or maybe it was the souffle. <laughs> like an American <laughs> Pie type thing. Maybe it's the soothing ASMR voice of Nick Briggs. Eggs. <laughs> As Daleks. Eggs. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's just let's move imagine, on. Imagine Nick Briggs doing uh, ASMR with Dalek, yeah. Well, thing he's quite soft-spoken when he speaks yeah, to him normally. Yeah, that's true. So he's that's true. quite easily sort of. I can't do his voice, but imagine him doing it as Daleks. So sorry, there. You are trying to sleep. <laughs> Welcome to Dalek ASMR. <laughs> I'm going to rub my butt. No, that sounded wrong. Um, <laughs> oh, never mind. Never mind. Forget what I said. Forget what I said. He's gone off script. <laughs> Right, where were we? Oh yeah, Sam. Gotta... Said, sorry, that's your line. Um... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I know a lot of you think you know me, but you don't. You all laughed at me when I said I like Time Lash. You all laughed at me when I said Doctor Who's best days were behind it. But then you saw this—a turd. Who's laughing now? It's not Ian Levine, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Good, oh, I haven't heard really that Uh I love the arrogance that this guy thinks they know who he is. <laughs> you all remember that I like Time Lash, right? You may remember when I defended the smugglers. <laughs> you may remember when I spoke highly of Time Flight. <laughs> you all remember when I went to the bathroom for a cheeky pedo on Grant. <laughs> <laughs> After watching Dimensions in Time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Sam who wrote this, is it? <laughs> <laughs> He's the only person I know who loves uh, Dimension Inside that passionately. <laughs> God almighty. Oh, dear. Um, so, what era are we looking at here? Just a narrow down. This is a David Tennant and it's series two. Oh, right. Well, mm, could be a, quite a bit of few that follow I think that is his weakest season. Um, I'd agree with that. Uh, let's see. Um, so, <laughs> Love and Monsters. It's not, surprisingly. Oh. I like Love and Monsters, though. I've been told to revisit it now uh, to get a different perspective on it. I remember watching it at the time thinking, what the fuck is this? I had to apologise to my family for putting it on during our dinner. <laughs> That's how... Um, oh, Okay. Trying to think, what other, what other really is it? Is it? Would you say it's a bad one or or one that they? Oh yeah, yeah, this is a bad one. Oh, fear her then. Oh yeah. How did I forget about fear her? Oh, I know how I just erased it from my memory. Yeah, it's kind of like one of those (laughs) you suppress, isn't it? Yeah, because other monsters is spoken about often, whereas everybody just decides not to talk about fear. They skip past fear, (laughs) yeah, every time. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's like um, it's it's like we've all look. Suppressed it for our own sanity. <laughs> Mentally erased it. Yeah, but I mean, this guy's got a point if he prefers time lash to it because 
<laughs> I feel that, to be fair. I'll, I'll take it back. I mocked the guy at the beginning, but now I feel like I should apologise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's move on. I made an account specifically so I could spread the word on how awful this episode is. I've been a Doctor Who fan since the Troughton era. Yes, I am that old. And never before have no, I never prayed. Guessed. <laughs> never before have I prayed for a doctor to regenerate and just go away. Oh I've tolerated the last two series. I've tolerated poor acting, the dire writing, and weak directing. I've tolerated the weekly Doctor Who lectures on political correctness, etc. I've even tolerated when the enemy was tea towels or a frog. But now, on top of all of that, <laughs> Chibnall and Co. are messing about with the show's history. I'm Timeless done tolerating. Child. Goodbye, Doctor. I'm done. Timeless child. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't rewatched it, but I remember thinking I enjoyed that one. Sir? <laughs> but I, I will not. say... I am on a lot of pain meds. <laughs> Maybe that's that. I don't no, I I'm still not sold on it. And the fact that they're never going to address it. The fact that it. they've never addressed it. They're never going to, are they? No, they that's what I mean. I they, so it was so yeah. pointless. That it is pointless. It it kind of like it's like yeah, if they'd rounded it off, even if you didn't like it or agree with his choices, at least you could be like, Okay, I'll see what he was going for. I feel like they literally only done it so that people started talking about who. Shall we move on? Yeah, go mm -hmm. on. Okay. Solly's the legacy of the once proud and noble Santaran race. Imagine <laughs> watching this and seeing your people reduced to a joke. A joke. I swear down. I swear down. If this is about Pat Gang, I'm kicking. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Yeah, this is a sore subject. Uh, oh, no. You're, you're, you're the only... <laughs> I was about to say, you're the only fan. No, you're I am the only fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, Pat and the Gag episodes. Let's go. It is, yeah. Right. First one. Good man so goes, good man goes no, to the No, it's not that. Oh, so it's when get sillier. Right. It is the snowman. Oh. Oh, but that's... that's I like that one. That's it's it. nice you my cub. It's my favourite of the Christmas specials. Same. Oh yeah. It's it's brilliant. It's what got me back to Doctor Who because I was dumb at this point. It's the first Christmas special I didn't bother watching. I was just like, you know what? We we're, we're going to my in-laws. We're going I'm just not going to bother watching it. And I eventually recanted and watched it on Boxing Day on iPlayer and I was like this is the best Christmas special of all time. This is fun. It's a good story. Okay, should we move on? Yeah, go on. <laughs> what is the point in replacing Paul McGann? Furthermore, what is the point in replacing him with an actor who is so similar in style, age, and appearance? I'm surprised that Russell T. Davis didn't just cast himself after all. There must be some people out there who don't know that he's a six foot four gay man. Due to Davis's arrogance, I won't be watching this new series, and I sincerely hope that it will be a critical and ratings failure. Goodbye, Doctor Who, and thanks for 40 great years. Well, this okay. is going to be before the new ones even started, so I'm going to guess they put it down for Rose. Bloody hell, give it a chance, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine eating your words like that. Well, Hugh Grant said, uh, I, 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 I don't think it's going to be popular. Um, so he turned it down and now he kicks himself thinking, well, that was a mistake. <laughs> well, also this was the era where actors weren't really like, if you were a film actor, you were a film actor. Mm. Yeah. And if you were a TV actor, you were a TV actor and very rarely did they cross over. Mm. And now it's not weird to see like you and McGregor go and do like Obi-Wan for Disney plus or, James McAvoy. Yeah, yeah. Someone of of that caliber going to do a TV series. It's, it's you just see it more and more now. Yeah. Okay. I have the seal of Rassilon tattooed on my left wrist. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well done. And I've been single for forty years. <laughs> it, it meant a lot to me. It used to mean something. It represented everything I stand for. Qualities I held myself to. A marker of standards. Well, 
not anymore. I'm done. The seal is worthless. I can't look at it. It's been lasered off on Thursday. <laughs> Extreme, <laughs> blindly. Wow. Yeah, this wow. is a series three. Wow. What a very <laughs> fortunate individual. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why I found that so funny. <laughs> oh, there's plenty to find funny about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. I stand by the seal of Razzalon. Okay. Let's try to episodes that... Is it, is it, it can't be Gallifrey related, is it? It's not. <laughs> Sorry. She just... Okay. Did we say which Doctor it was? Tenant. S- Tenant. Oh, series, season three. Series three. Yeah. It's a very popular episode. Blink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Blink. Everyone loves Blink. Everyone should love Blink. Blink is great. <laughs> I don't think you should go and get a tattoo removed. Because Blink, no. I mean, I would, have done it at least, I would have done it at least on 42. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or Lazarus Experiment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, go for that. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily go uh, right. Well, that was a because very of weeping free... angels. I have to remove <laughs> this tattoo. This brilliant, brilliant idea of a story, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna renounce. I'm my... sure he just wanted an excuse to get rid of his tattoo. <laughs> yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> like, I'm gonna make it because of this. His wife, I bet his wife is like, you gotta get rid of that. And he's like, oh, I can't say that she wanted me to get rid of it. I doubt he's got a wife. (laughs) (laughs) His mum. His mum wanted it gone. (laughs) His mum said he won't get a girlfriend. Yeah. Go get rid of it. That's what it was. Okay, we've got two more left. Mm. Okay, this one's a strong one. I fucking hate David Tennant's face. Look at him. (laughs) Is is this what's considered attractive now? I've taken better looking peanut and crisp shits. Yes, it is what's considered attractive. Um, oh my god! What <laughs> really strong words? Uh, Jesus Christ! Right, so it's a David Tennant episode. It is a David Tennant. Um, it's not one where he comes back, is it? Or is it one of his actual run? It's one of his actual run. Right. Because imagine, imagine if he turned up in uh, later on, or even in the power of the doctor turning up. This is this guy's worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He says she's regenerating. Who into? Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> not that ugly face again. <laughs> uh, it's not. I would say. Oh, when is this? It's with Catherine Tate. This hatred of his face. I just don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate your face. Oh, so his eyes are too close together. That's how you know they're shifty. <laughs> got shifty eyes. <laughs> oh dear. Um, that really doesn't narrow it down. I like <laughs> that, that, face. That's, this is where this game gets hard and annoying. <laughs> and I, I want I want to implore all the toss pots out there who wish to complain. At least mention what the what specifically about this story you don't like <laughs> yeah. I'm just going slag off the main guy's face <laughs> or mention or compare it to having a, <laughs> having, a, having a Thomas the Tank <laughs> <laughs> complain with with style man <laughs> for God's sake oh dear <laughs> midnight it's not midnight. I'm just thinking of one where it had lots of David. <laughs> is it one that people? <laughs> he doesn't specifically say what he doesn't like about this. Uh, it uh, but is it? Would you say it's a good one? It was polarizing at the time, but people have gone back and reevaluated it recently. Well, recently, like I, I mean, as, as soon as you saw Donna's complete arc, right. Um, polarizing. Then I thought she was pretty solid throughout the whole series. Mm. Is it early on? No. Oh, actually, yes. So it is then. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's think. Uh, well, it's probably I'm trying to think of a. It's not the Santana stratagem. No. Poison Scott, no, okay. 
Bicycle oh, pay. not the doctor's daughter, is it? It's not that one. Yeah. <laughs> Fires upon pay. No. Anyone who hates that episode, or even they, yeah, you, can, no. you can sit on your opinion of hating an actor's face. <laughs> unicorn <laughs> and the wasp. It's not unicorn and the wasp. <laughs> is it? It's not the first. No. Well, no. The Ud one. No. You're running out of episodes. <laughs> There's none others, Martin. There's none other. <laughs> right. Forest is dead. It's not that one. The one before that. Um, Silence ah, in the library. Yeah. It's not that one. Oh, Christ! <laughs> Seriously, complainers, at least hint the episodes for God's sake. Shall I, do you give up? Should I just tell you? Yeah. The Runaway Bride. Oh. Uh? Yeah, you didn't actually say it was a series four, did you? Oh, yeah. No, I agree with. Yeah. Okay. I don't okay. know why you'd go for David Tennant's face in that. He's the only decent part of it. I think it's polarizing because I didn't like her character in that, but I loved no, her. No, she in was written series. completely differently, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah. She yeah. was just a Catherine Tate character in that rather than series four where they just fleshed her out. Yeah, I agree. I mean, now, like I said, now we've got a whole arc and we can go back and watch it. I, I appreciate The Runaway Bride a lot more now. Mm, that does yeah. make sense now that you've said it. <laughs> All right. One more. Ooh. I've spoken to many of my friends. Paul included, and mark my words, this is the end of television. Well, at least Paul knows. <laughs> <laughs> this is the end of television. The end I of know. television. It's a Stephen Moffat. Oh. Um. <laughs> Series five. Right. And there's one that's the end of television? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Apparently so. 13 whole years ago. <laughs> Blimey. Well, if you if you're one of those people who say, "Oh, well, overnights don't matter anymore," <laughs> good. Uh, series five. <laughs> what episode made me lose faith with the rest of the world? Victory of the Daleks. Was it the paradigms? It's not. But you're in the right ballpark. It's early Ooh. on. Beast below. Yeah, yes. I get yeah. I yeah. wouldn't say it's the, that's the death of television, but it certainly was the was quite a dull episode. It was a dull episode. Uh, it was the death uh, of television, though. You had the fine. demon headmaster in there, and he did fuck all. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was in Florida when this happened because we got stuck there because of that volcano. Oh, oh yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, and this is the days where BBC America was two weeks behind on Doctor Who. Uh, so I watched The Beast Below with commercials, and that it's like so weird. <laughs> no, see, this is the thing. Cause, so if that was that year, I was based in Dubai, so I didn't ever watch... The, a lot of the modern Who, I had to kind of like save it all up and wait till I came back off Ooh. deployments and then kind of watch it all in bulk when I got home. <laughs> You were in the military, weren't you? Yeah, I was in the Navy when all this lot was on. So I, oh, wow. I kind of had to wait for like nine months and then hope that it was oh. still on iPlayer when I got home. That's <laughs> <laughs> when, when I collected all the DVDs and just watched them one after the other because there wasn't very often I got to watch them live, sad face. Well, I would say that's it for this episode, guys. Well, I think there's uh, one uh, thing we should mention. Sadly, in the um, over... The last week, sort of just prior to New Year, the sort of digital artist, um, very all around nice guy, Simon Hodges, passed away. Mm. Um, uh, which is a shock because the day before he did actually post something. Yeah. To <laughs> say so he was on the mend. And my last words were to, were to him after he stated that he was ill. I was like, fuck. Well, I'm glad you're on the mend. And that was the last thing I said. I think my last words to him were, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Simon was always, other people probably knew him better. He was a very knowledgeable guy. He knew all the stuff. He was, uh, I think, uh, everyone had a reach to him somehow, um, not just through his amazing artwork, but also just through his knowledge. He would talk about, um, we've, we've had links, lengthy discussions about behind the scenes of the show and, and little things like that. And, and he did do the artwork for my Trouton stories. In fact, he actually encouraged me to finish them. Out of the blue, he messaged to say he, was, he loved the audios and could he do the cover of uh, some like fan art for it. And I said, well, funnily enough, they really could do with artwork anyway. They're, 
the efforts we mocked together weren't that great. And uh, so we did the first three and then it prompted me to go, right, well, let's do the second, the last two. And uh, he was a big help behind the scenes doing that. Script edited it all as well. And uh, yeah, it's a real, real shock. The only regret is because I've been off Twitter for about five, six months now. Mm. I, all those chats have gone and uh, that I had with him um, in oh. direct messaging. And regretfully, over that time, I haven't spoken to him. So it's, it's a bit sad. But I think I speak for everybody who knew Simon or come across his stuff that he will that he will be missed and uh, rest in peace. Yeah, it made, it, it's made me want to make more of an effort to meet up with people that I only know on Twitter. Oh, my, I've had loads of messages since then yeah. uh, from people, just people saying, that, do you want to meet up? Um, just, I think everyone's in that same boat. Mm. Okay, so this episode is dedicated to Cy Hodges. Cy, we love you, mate. 